All right, good morning, church. Good to see you. Good to be here. Uh, we are working through the fruit of the Spirit with the kiddos. We're all kind of going through the same stuff, which is uh, fun, so feel free to ask questions. They'll be doing joy today as we are. Uh, there's also some um, resources posted on the bulletin board, and we sent those out in our, in our newsletter just to kind of follow up with your kids. You have kids in Sunday school. Just ways to touch base during the week. We don't want church to stay here. It should go you know, throughout the week. So there's some guides for you to help make it stick with uh, what kids are, are learning. I was uh, bowling this week with Cash a little bit, and he whipped me like two out of three games as he does, but I'm getting there. And uh, this song comes on. I'm like, listen to this song. I'm like, oh man, this song reminds me of, uh, uh, of something that was like really fun. It was a trip to Waco, Texas to surf this wave, surf this wave pool I did with Matt. Uh, a year or two ago, and it was just like, I don't know why, but this song, Olivia Rodrigo's song, like, I, is in my mind from his Waco trip. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm listening to this song, like, oh my gosh, this song just reminds me of, like, going out to the wave pool. I don't know if it came on, I was like, listening to it, or it was on the, on the radio, or like, at the, at the par- wave park, and I just hear the song, like, man, it just reminds me of such good times. And I, and I was just, like, experiencing joy in this moment, hearing this song, because of something that already happened, right? Like I, I, I recall this memory was connected to this memory, and I just felt joyful in, that, in, in this moment. And then, you know, whatever, it's you know, good for you, you're happy and healthy, and I'm listening to this song, and, and Cash's like, that is such a song that teenage girls and dads like. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, guilty. He's like, yeah, I hear Dave Appen singing that song all the time. <laughs> He's like, not just for young life. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but there's this moment, right? You hear this thing, and, and the point is being we can draw joy from, from remembrance. You can draw joy from remembrance from, from even the past, right? So I'm, I'm in a moment, but I'm drawing joy from something else. Amy and I are starting to, to plan out a couple days to get away, and I'm drawing joy from thinking about that. I can think about something that hasn't happened yet. It's, it's something in the future that is going to happen. I can draw joy, draw joy from that. Jet called me yesterday from, from school at college where he's at, and he's telling me that what he's learning in, in, in his New Testament survey class, and he's finding joy in the scripture, and his joy made me joyful. Right, so I'm pulling joy from, from his joy. Or you can pull joy from, from things that, that have happened, things that, things that are going to happen, things that are even happening to someone else. And we have this ability to draw feeling, emotion, even mindset, not just from the moment we're in, but from where we focus on in that moment. And so joy in this spirit is a joy beyond what's happening to me right now. Joy is deeper still. And we find this in this general letter to uh, the Galatians. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, just by, by review, uh, the Galatians, letter to the Galatians is this letter to a number of communities in this region of Galatia. So it's, it's a place Paul had visited and planted churches, and he loves these churches. And he sends this letter out to kind of circulate amongst this whole region. So it's not a specific church, though he's addressing some specific issues. One of the issues at hand was they're in conflict between what was how to live out your faith. Do we need the law? Do we need these rules and regulations? Do we need Jewish tradition? Or was there freedom in Christ? And if there's freedom in Christ, does that mean we can just do whatever we want? Right? Because Christianity is not kept by laws, but by freedom. So that does, does that mean we just do nothing? Right? So Paul writes, however, yes, there is freedom in Christ. It's not by the law. But there are defining characteristics of God's people, of Jesus' followers, that tie us together. Right, and to summarize the fruit of the Spirit, it's life in the Spirit, a new way to be human. We mentioned Paul contrasts this, this passage before with the old ways of humanity, which are destructive and dehumanizing, things like jealousy, rage, idolatry, drunkenness, selfish, selfish ambition. 
So Galatians 5.22, as was read, but the fruit of the Spirit, so but the fruit of the Spirit. So there is this group of people who look like this and live like this, but for you guys, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so we keep in mind that when we look at these, these texts in, in this letter, it's, it certainly applies to us individually. We love to find that. What does that mean for me? Paul's also writing to this, what does this mean for you, communi- like community? What does this mean communally? We look at this, want to keep that in mind. He's writing that there are groups of people, there are populations of people whose lives are colored by rage, idolatry, selfish ambition. There are groups of people who look like that. But you, your people, should be known by these things. Jesus' followers should be known by these things. The church community should be known by these things. Our church community should be known by these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this was particularly challenging. We think about the fruit of the Spirit. It's like, oh, yeah, the fruit of the Spirit. This was so challenging during the pandemic for so many of us, especially on social media, where I was sort of constantly reminding us, hey, let's, let's dial that back a little bit. All the posters on Instagram sharing information that they didn't read or understand just to shout at somebody. Right? All the Facebook-loving boomers who just love to fight a culture war. Say, so, hey, I would offer mine to say, is this good? Is it gentle? Is it kind? Is it patient? Is it joyful? Or is it rageful, selfish, self-serving? And so we look at joy. Joy is this uh, Greek word, hara. And it's not as complicated as sometimes we make it out to be. Right? We separate joy. Oh, joy is its own special thing. Joy, joy in, the, in the text, in the language, is, is cheerfulness. It's calm delight. It's gladness. It's really not that different than happiness. It draws from a deeper place. But joy expresses itself in these same ways. You cannot look miserable and be miserable and say you have, you're full of joy. You should look happy. Church people should seem somewhat pleasant, right? <laughs> a lot of times we don't. Not all the time, right? Sometimes we're just going through stuff. But there's a lot of just grumpy church people out there. It's, it's sad. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit should come out. Not saying you can't have a hard day. Right? But we're drawing deeper into, the, into a gift of God through the Holy Spirit that enables us right, to draw from a place that even maybe we're not. Like, yeah, I'm not there now, but I can draw from a place of joy because what God has done in the past, what he's going to do in the future. And so we pull from that, and, 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 it, and it allows us in any given moment right, to not sort of spiral into the, into the depths of darkness. I was, uh, you know, I've gone through some stuff in the past few years, and, and, and again, this, this winter, my, my dad passed away, and, and I was flying back, um, you know, after Christmas, and back for the service, and I think it was actually maybe after, just after New Year, and I was by myself, I had flown in a little earlier, and I'm pulling up to my, my dad's house, and, and it's dark, it's late at night, I mean, it's cold, it's New Jersey, and I, and I pull up to that, into the house, and I'm, you know, I had about an hour and a half just to be alone in the car, and just like, man, I can't believe this is happening, and and I pull up to the house and, you know, kind of the back deck, and I just, I hear this loud laughter and, and shouting, and I, and I walk up to the, to the house and, and, and through the door, and this group of some of our dearest family friends and my brothers were there playing Yahtzee and just screaming their heads off. <laughs> and, the, and the friend's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I hope it's okay we're here. And I said, no, it warms my heart. It warms my heart that you here. There is cheer deep in my soul, despite being in a deeply sad season. And it didn't mean the sad season didn't go, just went away. It didn't mean that I still wasn't even sad. 
But there was also joy in that moment. Right? And those who are, who are there share in this joy of, uh, of, of our faith and of my dad's faith. And so joy is not just, oh, good things are happening to me, I could be joyful. It's a deeper, it's a deeper understanding. In fact, James, you know this, a lot of us know this passage, James 2 talks about it this way. Consider it pure joy, so like, man, elevated joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let this perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Right, which is cool, but it's like, I don't know if I want to do that. That's pure joy, walking through trials walking through challenges so I can, so I can grow, so per perseverance will finish this work. I don't understand that. I don't know how to look at my life that way. But he goes on to say, well, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown tossed by the wind. Right, so if you're going through something, you're just having a hard time considering it. Now, there are things that are just temptations, and there is just, there's just challenging stuff. But it's stuff that shapes us. And sometimes we need to move things around some different columns. Like, oh my gosh, this is, this is terrible and this is, this is bad. Some things are. They could stay there. Some things are God's working on you. Like, all right, let me move this over to this column because this is actually working on my character and my life right now. I should take joy in that. I could take joy in that. Lord, help me do this. If I don't understand where I'm at, if I don't know how to dig deeper into the joy of the Lord in, in the middle of my situation, I might ask the Lord, help me. Help me do that. This is one of my most prayed and favorite prayers, personally. Lord, help me do this. Lord, help me do this. I, I, I pray this all. Lord, help me do this. And that being, I, I, that's all I say a lot of times. Right? This being so much, and I don't even have to say it. Sometimes I'm just too tired and too weak, and I can't put it all together, and he knows that, Lord, just help me do this. Help me do this. Help me, Lord. And joy is realizing that in the midst of suffering, I don't have to figure it all out. I don't have to piece it together. I don't have to fake it. I don't have to fix it. So I can't do it all. And in the end, but in the end, joy allows me to understand it is going to work out just perfectly. Right? That is the eternal perspective that we have. Again, harder, easier said than done. Jesus had this. says this in Hebrews 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of many witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, hinders and, and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the writer here talks first about, let us throw off the stuff that hinders us. Throw off the stuff that hinders us. I mean, you need to hear that, church. Throw off the stuff that hinders you. We all know what that is. Throw it off. The language is strong here. It's like, just ditch it. Like, rip it off you and throw it away. And then let us run the race marked out for us. Run the race marked out for you. Many of us are running someone else's race. We're just caught up in some other race. And that is a great way to, to rob your joy. That's an easy way to, to, to lose your joy. Run your race. The race that God has marked out for you. Jesus here is running his race and says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. The joy set before him, he endured the cross. The cross does not seem like a joyful experience to me. And yet Jesus walked through that for the joy set before him. Jesus went to the cross with joy because of the guaranteed outcome. And this is the hope that we, we buy into. 
This is the hope that we believe in. As we walk through, as we have burdens to carry and crosses to bear, there's a joy set before us. That is a joy we can tap into, a joy of the future. This is the joy. When I think, oh, I'm going to get away with Amy for a couple of days, I can pull from that joy, even though maybe I'm having a hard day today, hard week, there is a joy ahead of me. This doesn't mean it, it wasn't hard on the cross. It was extremely hard. This does not mean that those wounds didn't hurt on the cross. This does not mean that his friends deserting him didn't crush him. This doesn't mean that saying goodbye to loved ones wasn't agonizing. Hurting with joy still hurts. Hurting with joy still hurts. Hurting with joy still hurts. It just does. And we live in a time where we think there's something wrong with me if I'm not happy all the time. Because all I see is everyone else is happy all the time. And this is why, you know, kids are on medications, you know, from 10 years old and, and there's depression and I'm just like, oh my gosh, everyone's happy all the time and I'm not, so I should be happy all the time. And so, you know, it's drugs, it's, it's, it's prescription, it's, it's alcohol, it, it, you know, it's pornography. I just need to be happy all the time. That, that's not what joy is talking about. Joy can be sad. Joy can be sad. We have hard days, we have sad days, we have insecure days, we have days when we feel lost. Right, if you've never had those days, then I think something maybe is wrong with you. But joy is tapping in beneath the surface of our circumstance, taking a breath of eternity and saying, okay, I'm, I'm sad, but I won't be forever. I'm sad, but I won't be forever. I, I'm in a little bit of a dark place, but I won't be forever. I'm hurting, but God cares. My heart is broken, but I am known, I am loved, I am in good hands. And we're not all going through the same thing, but we're all going through something. We're all going through something. And we just did joy uh, around Christmas, right, around Advent. And, and Christmas is, is a great time for joy. But it's almost kind of funny because Christmas is just full of all the stuff, all the good stuff. It's lights and presents and it's, it's Christmas parties and, and eggnog. And so it's like, oh, yeah, that's joy. And then we kind of take that away, like, well, are we just off joy now for the next 11 months and we come back to it? And it's joyful. Christmas is full of joy. I mean, think about it in those terms. But, but it's about joy that was born in a manger. Joy was born in a manger that led to a cross. It's a hard reality. That's the joy. That's the joy, not all the stuff and the gifts. And joy, when we think about it in our own sort of lives, so as you play this out, how do we practice this kind of thing? I wish I had the worship team come up. We'll kind of just close that song quicker today. When you think about joy in your own life, think about it in these, these sort of terms. Joy is a focus more than a feeling. Joy is a focus more than a feeling. And if I begin to have the focus on that, focus on the good work that God has done in my life, his faithfulness in my life, if I think about the faithfulness in the future that he's already got figured out for me, if I can tap into those moments, I can focus on those moments, okay, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. It's going to be okay in the end. I can tap in. I can focus on that. It enables me to walk through certain situations that might be hard without, that might be challenging without. If I'm just limited to how I feel in the moment, and that's tricky. That's going to be a lot of ups and downs. The fruit of the Spirit allows us to anchor into something beyond ourselves. This is the gift of God within. This is God with us. 
This is, this is what Jesus left us. I'm going to leave you a what? A helper. Because I know the fruit of the Spirit is going to be hard for you on your own. If you're left to your own emotions, your own feelings, let me give you something that will help, a supernatural help. Because joy and love and peace and patience, those are things we can do pretty well. Sometimes we feel like on our own, but there's times you know you can't. Like you just cannot. And the only way, the only way is through God, through the Spirit. So joy is more about a focus than a feeling. It's an active point of view about life and God and, and good and bad. And joy is good. It's also beyond us, but it's also within us. And so, God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your endurance that you walked this earth like us, with us, for us. Lord, I think of um, this, this idea of joy and tapping into something sort of greater than ourselves. Lord, help us there. Just help us there. Lord, you know this is the prayer. Just help us. Help me. Help us. I think so many just have this prayer right now. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. I, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to explain it, but help me. Help me. Lord, help us be known by the fruit of the Spirit, by joy, Lord. Lord, we uh, just give the rest of this time to you, and I ask the Holy Spirit you would move uh, in our hearts, however you see fit, uh, as we express our joy for you. Amen. Would you just stand with us as we close in a time of worship through music?